The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. One of the tricky things to talk about is design and what people find very attractive, because that's a very subjective thing, isn't it? I mean, for example, as some people find you attractive. Occasionally. Which is very subjective. It has been known. You are a has-been. I have been the subject. Hello, <laughs> here we are. We're back again. It's very nice. Please welcome my co-host for the episode, the man who didn't actually know what a podcast was until we started one. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, the man whose favourite meal in the world is a curry pot noodle poured over a portion of chips. It's mind reader Kennedy. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Hello, this is Rob and Kennedy Hello. from Response Suite, back once again. And we are back in your lug holes, and thank you to everybody who's been writing in saying that you can't get the theme tune out of your head, and you find yourself singing along to it and humming it in the kitchen. So uh, thank you for that. I'm the same. I'm going to say I'll be sitting, just doing some work here at the office, and I'll find myself going... Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It's just shameful. Anyway, it is shameful. One day we might tell you the other jingle we had made, and then it was like a big toss-up between which one we're going to go with, and we went with this one. It seems like it was the right decision. I think it was. It was a lot of work putting that together. I can tell you that took like I think it was a month's work. Yeah. To make to make that happen. That's not what we're here really to talk about, though, is it? No, we're talking about design, design of things. We talked, uh, alluded to at the beginning of this that, you know, we always think that you're probably going to be, you know, attracted to the most beautiful looking graphics and things. And again, that is a very subjective thing. Sometimes I'm sure you've all seen marketing materials from other businesses and you think, oh, <laughs> who approved that? Yes. <laughs> because maybe somebody has a different level of what they think looks looks good and stuff. But one of the big debates that's been going on with email marketing for quite a long time now is the debate between really graphic heavy emails that have got maybe banners at the top and maybe a logo in them and pictures versus something that's a little bit more simple. It's maybe just text. Right. Now, I want to differentiate here that even though we, we don't want to say HTML and plain text because that's not the same that's thing. That's actually a technical that's a thing, technical isn't thing. it? Yes. We're not going to go into that. We're literally just talking about in this episode whether something looks like it's got loads of graphics in it or it doesn't look like it's got any graphics in it that's it so what we're going to talk about really is have a little discussion here i think between the pair of us rather than like a lessony thing i think this week i think we'll have a little bit of a banter about what we like what we don't like so there's lots of research around and people have done lots of split testing as to what works better, whether it's highly graphical things like a beautiful layout, background colours, put like little headers in all the way down your emails and make it look really like a newsletter versus just having text in there, which looks more like a personal email. Now, the big, the, the, the overriding feedback and the results of most of that research that we've been able to find, in fact, all the research I've been able to find, I think probably the same for same you, here, yeah. is that plain, just just having text in there, just plain old-fashioned email-looking things, 
works better and tends to get better open rates, better click-through rates, and tends to make more sales. Now, conjecture as to why that might be, that might be because there's nothing to distract people and think, ooh, I like that, I don't like... Also, you're less likely to polarize people or take them off off topic. If you put a picture in there of a cat doing something cute to make a point, if the person doesn't like cats, well, you might alienate them from that email. So there's a few more risks to be taken. But also the big thing with putting graphics in your emails is really about deliverability, isn't mm. it? The more codey type stuff, the more technical stuff that's in an email, the more likely it is to get trapped by some kind of spam filter or to be hoofed off into the old promotion folder. Which is interesting because it's all well and good for us to read this research that says, oh, if you put graphics in, the results go down, the open rates go down. But actually, we don't know whether that's because people don't like looking at that. So they stop opening your emails over a period of time or whether it's literally those emails are struggling to get delivered. It's it's really hard for us to know exactly what's going what, on. What there. that reason is. However, yes. however, you can't argue with the facts. And the fact is that that's so I did there. The fact is that that's what's happening. The fact the is. is that that's what's happening. Uh, people are putting graphics in emails and they're getting opened less generally statistically across the board. Now, there's probably some exceptions to this. I'm not an e-com expert by any means, but I would imagine that in e-com, where it's physical products like subscription boxes or one-off purchases... E-books, like, that kind of thing, maybe, maybe if you have like an e-com store. Yeah, maybe some sort of e-com store selling physical products. Maybe the look and feel of the thing they're going to buy is more important. However, I think for most people, I know most people listening to this are sort of experts, coaches, consultants, people who make info products, that kind of thing. Yeah. For that, for us, for those people and us, that that's much easier to just, I think, to create a really strong one-on-one -on -one relationship. Because let's face it, we know email as a one-to-one chat mechanism. It's a one-to-one -one communication I method. think having that difference between whether it's highly graphical or it's literally stripped out when it just looks like text is the difference between realising you're receiving a newsletter, which is a direct commercial intent of, here's all the things you could buy, here's some new shirts, here's a new Generally, hat. multiple calls to action perhaps? Multiple calls to action almost always, versus hey, I'm having, I'm having a bit of a conversation with you, I'm giving you some advice, I'm sending a message to you as a one-to-one -one conversation. So, I think I think that there is a massive difference there. I know that I've personally never done the very graphical newsletter thing. Like, okay. obviously, one of the platforms we use is Active Campaign, mm -hmm. and when you sign up to Active Campaign, one of, uh, there's a raft of templates that you can use for your email or templates, as Kennedy says. I say if it templates. makes him feel more comfortable. Uh, there's a raft of templates, uh, and so amongst those templates are very. They're almost all very graphic. I just realised the reason you said that is because it's, it's got the word plates on the end. You're like temporary plates. Or yeah. temple plates. Oh, Jesus Christ. I went there. Um, it's got lots of templates. Templates? Templates. Tem you can't never say it again. No. Lots of things that you can use as a framework. Pre-designed. Pre-designed things. And most of them are very graphic heavy. And I know that the first thing I did, I created, a, I started an active campaign uh, account for a friend of mine. And the first thing I did, never done email marketing before, so I wanted to make sure I put them on the right tracks. And the first thing we did was I sat down, I went through and I went, all of these, I would personally never use them. I'd recommend you don't use them. Should we just delete them and they're out of your way? And we literally went through and just deleted those templates. And the then poor we... sods over active campaign spent hours agonizing over beautiful <laughs> templates. And then we just created a new one that was nothing other than in that platform you can make a nicer job of your unsubscribe link and address and all that stuff yeah. pop those in that was fine and uh, I think that was it. I don't think we added a logo to the top or anything. So and we're now, talking about uh, yeah. So now we're talking about uh, about stripping everything out. How far back do you like to strip it? Because I personally like to often have a logo at the top 
which with the brand look. So if you get if you get emails from us at Response Suite, you'll see there's a logo in there which says Response Suite at the top because that allows you to realize, oh, this is an official email. It sort of feels warm and cozy and safe. Do you, I mean, you're, sometimes you don't even do that. So we've played with a few different ones for Response Suite. We've had like the little bar that looks like they might be inside the Response Suite app yeah. almost, you know, the little cartoony version of our bar. Looks pretty. Um, yeah, we've had just the logo. Sometimes we've had nothing. We're currently still a bit up in the air about which of those things we're going to go with, to be honest. Uh, in mine, I my other businesses, my sort of info product businesses, I've never put a logo at the top. The only time I've just started doing it is fairly recently. I saw you doing it and I thought, you know what, I might have a go. And I've put it there and I haven't yet decided if I really like it there or not. Yeah, so when, the reason I've done it, in my, I do a daily email for one of my other info businesses. And, the, and what I do at the top is I've, I've called it the daily light version of the of the program. So I'm selling a subscription program and I've called it rather than, so I want them to have a distinct feeling that they're getting the light version of what they could potentially be getting of all the amazing gold that I share in the paid program. So that's why I have the logo at the top and it says daily light because I just want them to feel like you're getting the light touch version and that's why that's really in there for me. Right. So uh, mine is, yours is a sort of, yours is an odd one. It's selling to entertainers and magician folks yes. and comedians and that kind of thing. And it's, it's sort of B2B but because they're very micro business, they're just... You treat them, them like B2C. You treat them like B2C, yeah. Yes. Mine's very B2C. I sell personal development training. And for me, I have actually... I'm, I'm thinking about stripping the logo back out just again to make it feel much more like just just an email they're getting from one of their friends. Of course, they know it's not and they know, it's, they know they're on a list and stuff. But I just feel I want it to feel a little bit more like you would write to a friend. You know, I would never email you and go, oh, I must put my logo at the top before I send this email. And I, I think I'm, I'm erring back on the side of that. So what do you think about having your logo in a footer? Because obviously every time I send a personal email to somebody, it literally is a, a personalized individual email that I'm sitting typing to somebody from my Gmail account. My footer is on there. It's got the response suite logo or something like that on. How do you feel about that then? I think I'd actually be inclined to think that maybe that just gives them more distraction away. So at the end of an email, when when you email personally or I email you personally, at the end of it, there is our signature, which has a link to this podcast and a link to whatever else it is that it goes to. I, I think it's the now. podcast. Just only. the podcast, I think. Uh, and that kind of is other things. Now, I, I know you didn't say you were going to have a link to a podcast or anything on there, but I just feel like other stuff at the bottom, maybe, especially because we so heavily rely on the PS. So where does the PS go? Does the PS now go above that? that logo or below the logo? It's a tricky one. And tricky I heard another one. really interesting piece of information, which is about not having your photograph at the bottom of your email. And I've just sort of remembered this, and I think it's a really interesting thing I read. I don't remember where it was, so sorry for not crediting that. I remember this happening, though. But do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember what you're going to say, but I remember it happening. Yeah, so I took all my logo, my stuff at the bottom of there, my photo. And the reason is, do you want to draw most attention ah, yeah. to the bottom of your email just above the unsubscribe link right. to, be, to basically be like a, bri a big, bright, shining neon sign that says, hey, this most interesting part, visually the most interesting part of this email is just next to this unsubscribe link. Please leave. So before we uh, before we tell you to sack off completely the idea of using graphics, let me just tell you another, another thing to consider. And that is to either use graphics or the lack of graphics as a way of interrupting the pattern. So, for example, at the moment, I have my logo at the top of all my daily emails. We do that at Response Suite as well. You do it on yours. You have your logo at the top. But if you really want to, like, penetrate through people's brains and sort of uh, give a sort of pattern interrupt, maybe send an email every now and again which does not have that. So, for example, I might send my daily emails out at 6.30 in the morning, which is what I do. And then if I want to also add another email through the day that I want it to feel like more personal, like if I'm doing a special offer, 
which I mentioned in that daily email. But then I want to give them another jab that day, another email that day. I might send a totally plain one saying, hey, insert first name, Rob. Uh, did, I'm just checking you saw my email earlier today because I think this program would be really good for you. I mean, that's one of my most effective emails that I send. Right. Is the one that looks like I've personally considered you and your situation in that. And we do have that actually as part of our getting to know you sequence. We talk about sending one email in amongst everything else, which has, again, any logo, anything stripped out of it for a very specific reason, which is to get somebody to reply to that email. So again, that's that's definitely a thing. Now, the, the alternative to that, and this is probably what we do mostly, is even though we do have our logo in the top, it's otherwise a very plain email with just, just text yeah. uh, and links, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of the things you can do every now and then is just to snazzy up your emails a little bit by adding something else in. And that's what the alternative alternative, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what the good thing about putting images in is it allows you to evoke emotion from like what's usually just like a black and white screen. Adding some kind of image or something like that in there does allow you to like excite people or make them feel sad or really evoke some kind of emotion. But like you say, do it sparingly maybe. We can quickly run through some of the things that we can recommend. We've a little list down here, Again, we? we? can't say that these are going to technologically not, um, they, they might they might cause you delivery problems, but we don't really know. It's not our area of expertise. At sure. some point, we'll interview somebody who knows that stuff. Sure. Uh, but well, for the point of view of just ignoring delivery for a minute and just focusing on people liking your emails. Yeah, and getting sure. A so the simplest one is to include a photograph, right? right? So that's to put a photo in there of a product or yourself or something that's relevant, maybe a celebrity, whatever it is that's relevant to that message you're putting in there. Again, that's just to show some realism. I think it's really great to do that as part of like a getting to know you sequence and onboarding sequence when somebody's just bought your product or they've just come into your business. That would be really good. Obviously, at Response Week, we're big fans of service. Uh, I've actually taken a screenshot of a pie chart of results before. Um, and then, oh, you're going to do something. I was yeah. going to do something about that in a second, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll come back to that. No, why don't we go straight okay. into it right so, now? So like, you could take a little screenshot of a pie chart and say, look, this is some really interesting results that have come as a result of that survey I ran the other day. On the survey thing as well, what you can do if you've put a survey together that you want people to go and complete is to just go and take a screenshot of that first question in the survey and sort of put that as the image and make that image clickable to go to the survey. So you grab a screenshot of that first question, if it's like a multi-choice question or something, and that can be the clickable link as well. So a preview of that survey is another one. Another good one is GIFs. Yeah, we've used this a few times before if you just want to convey some sort of emotion because it's really good to be able to... What I like about this particularly is if you go to any of the big sort of GIF libraries online, there's lots of GIFs that have things in them that we as humans naturally like. For example, cute animals regularly in there. Food, regularly in there. Celebrities or people who are, you know, celebrities from a TV show. So, for example, Joey from Friends saying something or pulling a facial expression that all Friends fans, so not Kennedy, find funny and uh, likable and they, they can relate to it. Great. And even if you don't really watch Friends, you can still relate to the expression in the thing. Totally. So it really helps you to actually tap into it by literally showing somebody a funny thing that features something they naturally like. That's really cool. Love that, love that. And sort of related to GIFs in a way, you can do this in a couple of ways, but video previews, you can do this in two different ways. One, you could just grab a screenshot, a still of that video that you're going to send them again as a link to and show them that with a big play button in the middle or something we you can take on to the next level, which is to sit, take some 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 uh, frames, that's the word I'm looking for, some frames from a video and turn that into a little animated GIF. So it looks like the video is playing right inside your email and again that can be a really nice graphical way of making people go oh that's interesting and remember the graphical elements in this email are just there to convey emotion and get people to 
read the email when they perhaps wouldn't normally read the email. It's almost like the email equivalent of stopping the scroll, you know? So like mm. when, when we talk in Facebook ads and stuff about needing to stop the scroll in the newsfeed and that's what the image is there to do. Yeah. Well, in an email, how many times do you open an email literally just to get it out of your inbox and you just get straight back out of it again? I think if somebody clicks the email and there it is, there's a thing right there. It says, you know, uh, there's a picture of you pulling a stupid face or a picture of a video, you're much more likely to, to, to sort of hover before you go back out of the email back into the inbox again. Yeah, of course. And the final one we want to talk about is our friends over at Nifty Images. This is one of my favorite tools I've ever found. I use it in pretty much every business, uh, definitely every business I'm involved in, and I try to use it in as many campaigns as possible. Nifty Images has a whole plethora of different tools with inside of it. It's a paid-for app, so on a full disclosure, we're not affiliated with them. We are friends with the guys over there. But what they allow you to do is a couple of things. One, you can put dynamic and fixed time countdown timers right inside of your email. So imagine you've got an offer or an event or something coming up which has a, a finite time allowed to it. You can show that and it'll be an animated GIF right inside the video, right inside the email, I should say, counting down to that event. The other thing you can do, which is gorgeous, and I love this one, is you can actually mail merge personalized information into a image inside of the email. So for example, I have one where I'm standing at a whiteboard, actually it's a flip chart. I'm standing at a flip chart and it says, welcome, and when you receive it, Robert, it says, welcome, Robert. And it's actually in the image. If they download that image from that, if you click and save that image from the email, it's in the image. I also have another one for when people receive a parcel from me, like a package, where it's a photograph of the package itself and it mail merges their name onto the shipping on the top of it. So this is just a really amazing way of making things look a bit different. Are you fooling anybody? Absolutely not. Very and you shouldn't be trying to, either. No, exactly. Of course not. But this really makes people go, huh, that's interesting. And even though that technology is not brand new anymore, I don't remember the last time I saw anybody do it. No, and I see loads of people, when I send it out, lots of marketers message me and say, how the hell did you do that? How have you done that? Because it looks like a really expensive thing to do, and it's really cost-effective. It's super, super affordable. So very, very cool indeed. Nifty Images is definitely one of our favourites. It's definitely one of our favourites. Now, there are some advantages to having an image or a video or something inside there as well, as well as getting people's attention as soon as you open it, is it does some really interesting things with the subject line. It allows you to put things in the subject line now that are interesting. So for example, you've seen this used as a different email trick before where it might say, uh, go and watch this video now, have a, a link they click, and then you might say, PS, don't laugh, I didn't have time to do my hair that day. And right. it's a, a really interesting curiosity way of getting people to click on the link. But actually, it can work, as you're going to find out in a minute, really well for pulling people's attention down from the subject line as well. So getting them to open it. Now, just to think for a minute, that means there's something you can put in an email that actually helps to open your, it helps to increase your open rate. Yeah. Despite the fact they haven't seen inside the email yet. It really drives the curiosity in the subject line to open the email and see what the heck you're talking about that you put inside the email. Before we go to that, if you want to take a look at the show notes for this for this episode, go to blog.responsesuite.com slash images. Very, very cool. I think as a, a lovely little summary there, uh, we prefer to have just mostly text emails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you want to spice it up with images every now and then, then that's going to be absolutely fine. Absolutely. So now now I think it's time we got our listener's question of the week. Hi, this is Leslie Zangler with LeslieZangler.com. Do you recommend keeping all your lists separate, even if they're on the same topic, or combining them after a certain period of time? And of course, the only way that we can do this question any justice is to ask... What would Julie Andrews do? And to 
You've got two minutes. So this really depends on whether you have an email platform that divides your subscribers into lists or tags or a combination of lists and tags. And that is going to vary depending on what you're using. So I've always, with the list-based platforms like Aweber and GetResponse and ActiveCampaign, I've always been inclined to have a different list for every individual thing that somebody can do. So if they opt in for my free report, then they get on a, the list for that free report. If they opt in for a free video over here, they get put on that. If they opt in for a free webinar, they get put on that list and I've always kept them very separate. More recently, as all of those platforms have now introduced tags, I've actually found it to be more efficient to have them be put on the same list. So you would just have a list called lead magnet or asset or whatever you want to call it. They get onto that list, but you apply a different tag depending on the thing that they opted in for. What that means then is that it's much easier to keep your lists clean and tidy and whenever you want to do a broadcast and you only want to send it out to the subscribers of a particular free report or a particular lead magnet, it's very easy to go in and run a quick report of everyone who's on those lists and has those tags. Just keeps everything much, much tidier. Having said that, conversely, if that's the right word, if it's paid products, I do tend to keep them on separate lists. Don't know why, uh, just because you're always going to have more subscribers for more free things than you are customers for paid things. I've eaten well and truly into any time that Kennedy would have had. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yes. I mean, I really want to just reiterate, I don't have really a great deal more to say on it other than the most important thing here is to not think about what is the best thing to do and what's the right thing to do in any part of our business, but really to look at what is the best thing to do for how I market my products so that I can deliver a really personalized messaging experience for every single person on my list. So put them on different tags, put them on different lists, as long as it allows you to put the right message in front of the right person every single time. And that means you're not sending people irrelevant messages, you're not sending stuff about things they've already bought, and that'll make email marketing so much better. Oh, the, the, rush near the, the end tension's there. getting up here. So I like playing a game called Doodle Jump on my phone, right? And what? I know my top score is 24,000. If you play Doodle Jump and you think that's rubbish, then just What? Stick I've never it. even heard of this thing. It's a little alien and he jumps on platforms and you have to try it. You have to wobble your phone. Dude or jump? The thing. Doodle. Doodle. Mm, he's jump. a little hand-drawn alien. Okay. And he has to jump up this thing. And I know that when I get, I've got my top source 24,000. If I get anywhere near to like 20, 21,000. You get nervous. The pressure really mounts and I get terrible anxiety about it. So you get I, one point per jump. Like you're sitting spending a lot of time on this when you could no, be like. No, it doesn't quite work that way. It's the thing I do when I'm on the metro train and there's no signal because I'm on the underground bit. That's what I'm sitting doing. Is it a bit like, you know, on Chrome when it, when it knacks up and there's the little, little T-Rex that you have to jump, that you have to jump over the. You know what I'm talking about. I've never at... played it. I, I know it exists. You've never played never it? Done it. No. It's so it. addictive, and I get so angry when the internet comes back on again. Like I <laughs> flip have, and love jumping go over. Back, go back to work and send and, an email. I love jumping over cactuses and dodging birds. <laughs> now, the, the reason I brought it up, though, is because we get more and more episodes into this podcast, which mm -hmm. we're loving, by the way, and so are you guys, according to the feedback so far. Uh, I'm getting very nervous. We're going to miss that two-minute timer that we've got. I would like some suggestions from you as a listener as to what should happen if we overrun. It has to be a forfeit for the pair of us. I think we us. probably have to dye our hair red. I think that's what you probably have to do. Dye your hair that's bright red. literally disgusting. That's what we have to all do. All right, so that's time and now with all of that to dive into... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. And Rob, you've got a doozy. Yes, so mine this week is actually very relevant for this episode. The subject line was the words DO NOT BEND in capital letters as if they were going to be stamped onto a physical parcel or one of those big letters you receive through the post with something important in it. Mm -hmm. So DO NOT BEND, and then in lowercase, there were brackets with the word, uh, parentheses, with the word 
photo enclosed. And so the reason I think it worked super effectively is A, first of all, I think it's interesting to like mix media like that. So take a thing that is totally out of context for an email and make it apply to that email. So if you can take something from radio, television, physical snail mail or any of that stuff and apply it to email, I think that makes it interesting. It's a really nice pattern intro. It makes people go, what's he talking about? I can't bend an email. And they also want to know what's the photo going to be of, uh, which works really effectively as well. The other version of that I've used is postcard from and then the place I was in. So I was maybe on holiday in Vegas or somewhere and it said postcard from Vegas and again, photo enclosed. And again, I'd basically take the essence of, here's a little message I wanted to send you whilst I'm here. And there's a photograph of me in that place. And we've done it with you actually in Vegas as well for response week. We'll so have that, that worked really well too. Make sure you don't miss out on a single piece of this, this knowledge on email marketing. We are here every week, as you know. So make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player, whether that be Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or... I don't know what the heck, we're on everything pretty you much. You can find we? us on YouTube as well if you want to look, take a peek behind the scenes on your lunch break and see exactly <laughs> what it looks like to record this podcast. We do the whole thing live from beginning to start, if you like, in one Beginning day. to start? Beginning to end. <laughs> we do do it live. You can tell We've now. no room to you edit out you didn't mistakes have to prove or blunders. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see, come and see us on YouTube. So that was this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line, line of the week. week. Ages ago it was. Ages ago that was. You just forgot to hit the I button. just forgot to press the magic button. That's it for this week. Like I said, make sure you do subscribe and we'll see you leave us week. a written a review as well oh, yes. we want to hear your feedback we really really do all right speak soon the email marketing show i love using those little animated gifs of videos right. in my emails so powerful no one's doing it